Hey friends, today as we speak, we're going to continue with our series about lies. And in today's podcast, we're actually talking about another lie that the enemy tries to feed us about God. And that lie is that God no longer speaks. And specifically, we think about it that God no longer speaks to us. This is a very important podcast for us, and this is a very interesting topic for us because this is something that our family, a member of our family, is struggling with now. This idea that God no longer wants to speak to her. This isn't a a generic topic that we're generically speaking about, but this is something we're very specifically speaking about because it's hitting very close to home. Hey friends, welcome to the Encourage Inspire podcast. My name is Nadia. And I'm Naomi. In this episode, we'll be talking about how Satan still tries to tell us that God no longer speaks to us. And if you haven't noticed, the sisters are back. And my name is Nora. Our passion is building faithful families. Thank you for walking alongside us as we share stories and talk about the lessons we are learning. So Nina and I are very excited to have three of our daughters with us. Um, We're going to be talking about some personal experiences later on in the podcast. But before we get to that point, to think about how God speaks to us today, I think it's really important for us to find a historical context of how God has spoken throughout time. So when we look for our historical context about who God is, what he does, we go to scripture. So I think we're going to go through maybe four or five different categories of God speaking. Sounds good. And we're going to work through those verses. And after that, we're going to talk about how he speaks to us today. Let's start off with the category of God physically speaking in a way where God's audible voice can be heard and God is physically present when he speaks. I think one of the very first examples that we can look at in scripture is in Genesis 1:28, where God commanded Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And so this was a, a command that he gave them. He was also blessing them while saying that. Another one is in Genesis 2:16, where God commands Adam and Eve to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or they would die. And something that stands out to me in, in both situations, God is audibly communicating. So I think we're also laying this precedent, this historical context of there are times when God himself communicates to mankind in very specific ways where his voice can be audibly or physically heard. Is everybody in agreement on that? I would agree with that. I also am thinking through this, I mean, Adam and Eve were the first people on the earth, the first people he created. They didn't have his written word at this time. And so a lot of the examples we're going to be giving is before there was a written word given. And so it had to be done orally. God had to speak to them in an oral way where they could hear it. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. That first category is God speaking directly. And when I say God in this case, I'm thinking of creator God, father God. There's also these examples of God showing up to communicate, but through the second person of the Trinity, meaning Christ. Sometimes in scripture, when you see the angel of the Lord, so the angel, this is actually a reference. Many people believe this is a reference to a Christophany, which is just a big word, meaning it's a representation of Christ before he was physically in the body that, you know, born as a baby called Jesus. So are there any examples where Christ himself has been communicating throughout time, even prior 
to the time that he was sent as a baby to the earth. The very first time we see the angel of the Lord mentioned is actually in Genesis 16, 7 and 11 when he comes to speak to Hagar and she had been banished from the house with Abraham and Sarah and she had Ishmael already with her and actually it was it was Ishmael that was crying and the Lord heard his cry but then he spoke to Hagar. So again that's intriguing is that God's communication can be a response to things that are happening in our life the emotions and the the situations that we are facing. So he comes and speaks specific messages to specific people for specific reasons. And we also see that, you know, with Ishmael and Hagar, this situation in particular, you know, he he was a he was a boy, probably around thirteen, and there was in a way an injustice being done to him because of the situation that had happened. And so he he's coming in to comfort Hagar and Ishmael. Not only does God come and, and speak to meet our needs, meet us where we're at, he also comes to intervene for the sake of our lives at times, speaking salvation, speaking truth. And Nina, you just mentioned that in Genesis twenty two eleven, I believe, that it says the angel of the Lord came down, and as Abraham was starting to sacrifice Isaac, he intervenes, he speaks, he stops the actions with his words. And so I think this is another thing to think about as we're as we're fighting the battle, the, the lie that, that God no longer speaks. We need to be thinking not only does he speak or not, but for what reason does he speak? And in this situation in particular, and I believe it still applies today, he's speaking so that life can be lived abundantly and fully. I like that. And I, I also find it very intriguing that God calls... When the angel of the Lord comes, he says, Abraham, Abraham, he uses his name and calls to him. And like, that's very special that he's interacting with him in a very, you know, he, he knows our name and he, and he calls us by our name. We're going to have to wrestle with that one a little bit later because that, that's the situation in our home. That's the struggle right now is, well, God isn't speaking, but is that true? Or is that just how we feel in the moment? But if, if God knows our name, he knows how to call us. He, he is. He's real and personable with us. Um, I think that's really important to know the truth. But, but sometimes when you're battling the lie, how you feel impacts what you believe. And, and that's, that's just a struggle that, we, that we're facing and, and I've faced as, as well in my life. So we've talked about two broad categories, God the Father, God Creator speaking, and we see that with Adam and Eve in the garden. We actually even see that in creation. He uses words to create, which is amazing to me. We see a Christophany. We see the appearance of Christ, the second person of the Trinity, before given the name Jesus, being born to Mary and Joseph. He was present and real, and he was speaking. Now, the other category I want to talk about, not just the angel of the Lord, but angels in general. Many times throughout Scripture, angels are the messengers. So they're delivering God's news, God's truth. Are there any examples where we can see angels declaring truth and being a part of that communication to mankind? Well, a major one I think of is the angel coming to Mary and telling her that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah. I think that's just really cool that he came to her and he told her this. She was just a girl. (laughs) She was 
probably very much like me and was probably very terrified, but he made sure that the news was communicated clearly and just wanted to know that God was with her. Hey, Naomi, when you think about that experience, when you think about Mary as a young lady like you are, what's the importance of the don't be afraid to you when God wants to communicate a message to us? Because because that was one of the first thing the angels said before communicating the message. Don't be afraid. We, we know the angels probably are a little, uh, they appear differently than what we've thought of historically. But, but why do you think the don't be afraid is an important part of the message? I think that the don't be afraid is important because as humans, that is our nature. We yeah. often are very afraid when we go into different circumstances. And this was one of the biggest things that was going to happen in her life. Yeah. Because she was going to have the Messiah. And so even if our thing that we may be told is not as big as having the Messiah we're still going to have the reaction of fear knowing that something big is going to happen and we may not know how to do that by ourselves. And I think the importance of God speaking is a, there's typically a, a response required of us mm-hmm. and that pushes us outside of our comfort zone. But B, when, when God shows up and says, I want you to do this, for me, that's a reassurance that God is with me doing whatever God is asking me to do. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree about that. I think it's a double-edged sword. We we are fearful of what God may ask of us. But at the same time, we have the assurance that God is with us when he cares enough to deliver a specific message. Yeah. So this next category of communication starts to, to mix with like the sleepy side of our life, uh, dreams and visions, where every communication so far it has been a, a voice that's spoken to somebody while they're awake. But we look through scripture and we see countless scenarios, situations where uh, a message was communicated through a dream or a vision. Are there any good examples that we have where we can see God communicating his message, his truth through dreams and visions? I was thinking of another vision in the Old Testament where God comes to Abraham, but it's actually while he's still called Abram. And this is in Genesis 15, 1 through um, really the whole the whole chapter speaks about this vision that, that Abram has. And, and God actually tells him in his vision to not be afraid as well, which is, is interesting. You guys were talking about, you know, the angel coming and saying not to be afraid. But he says that Abram is going to have a have a child. Sarah, his wife, is actually going to bear a son, and they are going to have a child together. So, Nora, um, we, we see this example in the Old Testament, but do we know of any New Testament examples where God is speaking through dreams and through visions yeah in Matthew 1 20 through 21 just before Joseph was thinking about divorcing Mary the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him that he shouldn't be afraid to marry Mary because the baby inside of her was from the Holy Spirit and that he would save the world from their sins so again this is a a message to deliver a blessing or to deliver comfort or to deliver an instruction. And when I'm thinking about God today again, how he speaks, 
He speaks to deliver, command to follow, comfort, and, and truth in our lives. Something unique about Joseph is that it seemed like, you know, that wasn't the only time God spoke to him in a vision, but it was usually through a dream that God would speak to Joseph. He would have this dream or vision. So are we saying that God only speaks to certain people in certain ways, or are you making the observation that based on what we see in Scripture, that is a highlighted way of how God spoke to Joseph? Yes, I think he speaks to us in different ways at different times in our lives. I'm just thinking quickly here that several times that God spoke to Joseph, it was in a dream or vision. And I don't know if that was just to get his attention or, or, you know, that's how he just specifically wanted to speak to Joseph in those ways because he spoke to Mary differently. Just because God has spoken to me consistently in the past in way A doesn't mean that he might not mix it up or try to communicate to me in a different way, way B. There are patterns. I see patterns in my life, but God has also thrown me a a few curveballs and spoken in a way to get my attention because perhaps I wasn't listening or just just to change it up. And I I think there's benefit to that because when we can hear God's voice in in various ways, it means that we can hear him almost any time. So the next category, we're moving from those angelic beings now to human speakers. God used people like us to speak to other people. Something I want to bring up is we often elevate the prophets and we often elevate the disciples, but I don't want to take away from the fact that oftentimes God used everyday people to communicate important messages to other everyday people. And something I also want to bring up as we talk about this, this is not just a male-dominated opportunity or command. We see throughout Scripture that, that women spoke I'm thinking of Elizabeth as she spoke to Mary. I'm thinking of Deborah when she was a judge and she spoke to the nation of Israel. But but how does God use our human voices to communicate his truth, to speak to other believers or even non-believers so that his message is communicated? So in Acts 8, God commanded Philip to go up to an Ethiopian. So Philip hears him reading from the prophet Isaiah, and he's like, do you understand this? And the Ethiopian is like, how can I understand this if nobody guides me? And so then Philip just starts guiding him and um, telling him about God. So we see Philip's example of, of being led by the Spirit, being led by God, but then he, his mouth, his, his presence was what spoke to the Ethiopian, right? Mm -hmm. Nina, you were also talking about Peter as being a great example of being the mouthpiece of God in in human form. Why did you feel like Peter was another example that we should look to or or consider when we're talking about human beings communicating God's message? I think for one, Jesus, when he was walking with Peter and discipling Peter, he told Peter he was going to be the rock, you know, in which the church was going to be built on. And so... God wanted to use Peter to get the message of the gospel out to many people. And Peter had this, he had a boldness. And it it was because of God working in him and helping him. But he would tell people that they needed to repent and confess that Jesus was Lord in order to be saved. And he did that over and over again. Even when he was persecuted, him and other disciples along with him, uh, he continued to be bold to share what the gospel message was because he knew 
that he had received the greatest gift ever, and he wanted to pass that on to others. Now, around the same time that Peter's doing ministry, we have this really interesting event in human history. God has spoken to some people. Angels have spoken to some people. But now you have this new church, this new generation of believers who have received the Holy Spirit inside of them. So we're, we're moving on to this next category of communication. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us as believers, and he communicates to us. Now, this is part of the challenge that we're facing in our home. How do we know what he's saying when we can't hear him with our ears? How do we know if we're hearing it right when no one else is hearing, you know, air quotes, what we're hearing? We start to see these examples throughout Acts. The Spirit is speaking to people. It's communicating God's message. It's working on hearts. It's even leading other believers, like we just said, like Peter and others, to to become more bold, to be equipped, to be taught, to be trained. And so that's our next category is, is the Holy Spirit. And then our last category, I would say, of God speaking to us would be the, the written word of God. What we possess today, we believe, is the complete uh, and, and whole scripture for us. But even in the time right after Jesus and the time of the disciples, we see that they started writing letters to different churches, to different people, and, and we see God communicating and, and speaking through the letters and the information that was passed even on to the earliest of believers, especially through, through Paul. We know him to be one of the, the biggest writers of, of, those, of those letters. So far, we've talked about ways God has spoken to us historically, meaning through God the Father, and his, his special name was Yahweh, and then the angel of the Lord, which was a Christophany. We talked about angels, uh, prophets, disciples. He spoke to women, and he's used his Holy Spirit. He most of all, though, has given us his written word of God that we get to look at and read and meditate on. And then we also have each other, other believers, uh, in which he he uses to speak to us. We kind of want to go into a time, though, where we're talking about how how has God spoke to us individually? How have we struggled through hearing his voice? Hey, Nadia, I have a question for you. We were actually talking about this the other night, and I said, you know, when you were a little bit younger, you 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 shared with us about how you struggled to hear God and what did that look like for you? Were you were you mad at God when he wouldn't speak to you or when you thought he wasn't speaking to you or you couldn't hear his voice? I wasn't mad at God, but I started to doubt that he was real when I couldn't hear a physical voice. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that you don't always have to hear a physical voice, but you can learn stuff from God's word and songs you sing can just stick out to you or something somebody says. So are you saying that those things then can be a way that God is using to speak to you specifically? Yes. Okay. We talked about this last night. I asked you, I said, well, how did you, how did you get to that point though? Do you remember when we were talking about that? Yeah. Whenever I doubted that God was real, I told myself he is real. And even if you don't believe it at that moment right now, just saying it, you can keep working to trying to really feel it in your heart. 
And what did you do, though? Because you told me something specific last night about how you had to cast out, basically, the lie. Yes, you have to cast it out and then put in God's truth. Do any of us have any other stories about struggling with the idea of hearing God's voice because we thought that we really had to hear it audibly? Any other any other stories we want to share? We were talking the other night, girls, about how do you hear from God? And Nora, you actually brought up a really interesting story about a time that you heard from God. Can you share that, please? One day I heard my name being called, and it wasn't like a whisper. It was more like the wind, like saying my name. And I thought it was one of my family members, but it wasn't. How did you determine it wasn't somebody from the family? Well, nobody was there. And it it just felt different, like the way it was being said. The thing about sometimes hearing God's voice is you know it is God's voice, but you can't describe it because it's so different and it's so powerful. So, Nadia, even though... It's like the wind that kind of moves and you can't control it and can't hold it. Mm -hmm. You still felt a a power in that. Yeah. Something that was interesting is that as we've been doing some study about what the Holy Spirit has been described as, the Holy Spirit is also described as wind. So when you girls started talking about that, I, I was really fascinated, A, but then I guess not terribly surprised that God would show up in the wind. And we also see that in the Old Testament with the story of Elijah, where God spoke in the wind. And that was one of the very first topics of our podcast is God speaking in the wind. But I like what you said, Nadia, how it's powerful, even when it's quiet and, and, and calm, but we just can tell that there's something different about it. So sometimes we hear God's voice, right? Nora and Nadia, you were talking about this, this idea of the wind calling out. Um, I've had a couple of examples of that in my life. Um, I'll share in a bit, but Naomi, do you always hear God when he speaks to you? What What are some examples of how you know God is speaking, but again, it's not in the way we're, where we're communicating to each other right now? I have a lot of stage fright whenever I go in front of people or sing with my youth group. I always have to pray because I am just shaking because I'm scared. And so after I pray... I feel this peace. It's almost like a wave that's not going to suffocate you that just washes over you. Whenever I see suffering or hear about it, I get just, my chest feels like it just dropped. Like I was on a roller coaster and the angle was so steep that you're just going like at a right angle. Just reminds me that God is also speaking to you through that in a more of an emotion versus a voice. So the complexity of God, of who he is, it means that he has the ability and the opportunity to speak through words, but speak through feelings and sensations, speak through, you know, I even think of natural events. Uh, as we look at creation, we, we we can almost hear the love of creator God. Any Any other examples that we have? of when we've heard God, because I don't want to over-spiritualize it to make everybody think, well, it's got to be like this up on the mountaintop moment. But there are times when we just hear him in, in the everyday situation as well. For me personally, what I like about doing body life with my family, with you all, is 
I hear God speak as I hear what God's telling you all. I think that's a really important part for me is I want to surround myself with people who are seeking the Lord. And as you all speak, I hear God in a different way because I hear your perspective on what God's communicating to you. And kind of going off of that, a way I also see God is through the actions of you guys. Like the way maybe one of my sisters took initiative and was loving towards mom and wanting to do like the dishes or just clean up in general. And I see how God is moving in their life. So we hear God's purpose and God's plan. Two times in my life, maybe three, I feel like I've heard the actual voice of God, but that's few and far between. Most of my hearing of God's word and communicating with God has not been a audible voice. And so our, our time before going overseas, I heard God speak clearly that made it known to me that we were supposed to move and God's voice again to have us come back from living overseas. I heard God's voice clearly and I knew I needed to move. But, you know, I've been around for four decades and I'm once every 20 years, I get to hear the voice of God. So, so when we say speaking, hear God speak, I, I hope it's clear to all the listeners. We're not always talking about an audible voice from God. That's not my experience personally. But God is still speaking, I believe. I think he can also speak through us as we read the word of God. You know, he will convict us of sin. He'll or he'll show us something like uh, something in scripture will just jump out at you that you hadn't seen before. And you you want to work on that in your life or he wants you to maybe focus on something a little bit differently uh, in a in a season of your life. And so. that scripture is going to jump out at you and you can, he's just wanting you to take a step and follow him in what he's asking of you in that moment. Yeah. And also like if you're going through a rough patch in your life and you're reading, there can be so much comfort in the words that you read. It's, it's been amazing in my life where even back when I was younger, when I was like 10 years old, I was well, first of all, we had just left Indonesia and I was just super sad. I was also a little bit angry with God and I was like, God, why are you doing this? And I felt so isolated from friends and just wondering why we were in the United States. I was reading and I came across a verse in Isaiah and it met my exact situation. I was like, who am I right now? When I was reading it in Isaiah 43, 1, and another verse similar to that is for Isaiah 41, 10, God is calling us, you are my child. He called you by name. Yeah. And so in those moments, I felt this peace over it. Just super hard to explain because unless you've experienced it, it's, it's like it's not explainable. Yeah, and kind of going off of what Mommy had said, when I read the Bible, when I'm being convicted, sometimes God sends these, like, warm shivers down my body. And it's like he's talking to me, like, that way that, like, you need to focus on that part of Scripture. And that's also um, commonly how he speaks to me, too. And something I also want to add is that just recently uh, I felt like God was actually leading me 
to go on a trip with our our church uh, this upcoming summer and there was about three specific times I just felt this a tugging my heart just felt pulled and I, I just felt like he was saying I want you to to follow me in this and be obedient and sometimes it's just taking that step of faith and and so something I think we should I want to highlight is, and I've heard you guys say it several times, is first off that God, he comforts us. He brings peace. When he brings salvation, you have joy. And then he never brings confusion. He He is not a God of confusion. He wants us to fear him in a reverent way, but he does not want us to be fearful to come to him because he's he he wants to bring us that hope and joy and peace and he will i think something that's important as followers of jesus as people that want to hear god and i think we're 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 saying this or maybe we haven't articulated it this this specific yet god is not just a communicator to ears but god is a communicator to the whole person god communicates to you physically God communicates to you emotionally, spiritually, mentally. So we can't we can't trap God's we can't trap God. Therefore, we can't trap the way He plans to communicate to us. He is so broad and so vast that when I try to when I try to limit God's communication to the way I communicate with you all, I'm I'm putting him in a box that he can't fit in. I almost have to open my my heart up. I almost have to open up my soul to all the possibilities of how his message could be delivered. I can't can't put him down a small little path that makes sense to me. I have to open myself up to be invaded (laughs) by all the possible ways that he wants to deliver his message to me. And, And the beauty of what we're talking about is I've never had the shivers go up my back. I haven't had that yet, but that's okay. Maybe I will have them later, and I'll know. that's God's trying to tell me something. <laughs> but how God's communicated to me might not be the way he'll communicate to each and every one of you. But that's okay because God has his way. But we just have to be, we have to be ready and be open to the, the methods he decides to use in our life, not, not put a limit on him or, or restrict him. Let's go back to the lie really quick. The lie is that God no longer speaks to us. We don't believe that. That's not our experience, but we we have people in our lives that we love dearly that the lie is real in their life. What advice do we give to people who either A, don't believe that God speaks at all, or, or B, are just mad at God because they haven't heard him in a way that's meaningful to them? Hey, Nadia, you were talking about this unique way that God speaks to you. Will you share just a little bit about that? So maybe somebody goes, oh, that that might be how God's trying to communicate to me. Sometimes when I see um, somebody that doesn't have anybody talking to them or somebody um, that just seems to be have no friends there, um, I just get this really strong conviction to go talk to them. And it's like, a stronger conviction than just normal ways that I would want to do. What What does it feel like when when God's communicating through that conviction? Just like a pulling on my heart to reach out to that person. I've had that happen as well, and it to me, it's almost like I know that if I don't obey in that 
moment is like so so strong that I know I I am disobeying if I don't go and do that it's it's that strong of a pull like this rush of your heart starts pounding hard and you're like I know I have to go talk to that person what else what other advice can we give people I just think that when you're mad at God when you feel like he's not listening when you're doubting that he is true don't ignore don't ignore him. Keep going into his word. Keep trying to hear him. Because if you just push him off, that's not going to do anything. But if you keep diving into his word, you might, I mean, you will find something. You will have something that stands out to you. And going off of that, when you feel like God isn't listening to you, still repeating and over and over and over scripture that says otherwise that like combats that lie and just like keeping that scripture in your mind constantly will help you with whatever you are going through several of us talk about being mad at god i think sometimes our christian experience has been so sanitized we're supposed to be so prim and proper we're supposed to be so put together where we think that we can't let god know we're mad at him I'm thinking of our daughter. She says, well, if God already knows my thoughts, why do I even need to talk to him? Thinking about communication with God, thinking about it as a two-way street. We are changed as we approach God, even when we can't hear him. We are changed when we posture ourselves in such a way that we go, I want to hear you. I am mad at you because I can't hear you right now, but I am here and I'm going to I'm going to show up and please show up and be with me. You kind of said that earlier, Nadia, like we can't just give up. It's okay to tell God we're mad. You know, I I think about David. David was one of the most raw and emotional communicators to God, like saying things to God that I'd be afraid to say to God. But God called David a man after his own heart. God wasn't surprised. God wasn't hurt. God didn't feel broken by David's words. He welcomed David to come into his presence and, and hurt. And I think it's important for us to, to know when it's okay just to tell God what's really going on. Because God, I think, can use that to change us. God also wants us to be real with him. Like, he also knows all of us. So even if we are afraid to say something to God, he's going to know that because, first of all, he's God. And, like, that's the only point you're going to need. Um, then he will also use that. Because just in different circumstances, there may be a time where you're completely angry with God and you're like, okay, I'm not hearing you right now. I, I want to hear you. I long to hear you, but it's just, I'm just not hearing you. And we see that in scripture too with many of the prophets. There was a dry spell. And, and I don't know why. To be honest, I don't know why God would not show up sometimes to speak in the way we expect him to. I believe he has a reason, but I don't understand it. If we know that's possible, I think it helps us understand that it's okay to still sit there and and desire and want to hear God. And I think eventually he shows up in the way that that we need, in the way that we desire, and he, he honors us in that. I don't think we're always going to be on a mountaintop with God and so that we, we need to realize that we are going to go through valleys and it it's going to feel like going through the the wilderness with him at times but it doesn't mean that he's not there and that he's not walking with us through it 
but he does still desire for us to approach him and meet with him. And, you know, there are times in, in my life, in our, in our journey together as a family where he wasn't speaking for, and we were seeking him uh, very intentionally and very longingly. Like we really wanted to hear him. And he did. He showed up when he needed to show up. We He just wanted us to keep coming to him. And he said, wait. I, I felt like he was saying almost like, wait, wait on me. You can trust me. We've been talking a lot about anger at God, but also we need to remember even in the good times, we still need to keep up listening to God mm-hmm. because no matter what, God is going to use whatever circumstance you're in, whether it's just you're down down deep or you have come to that high mountaintop and you're like basking in God's presence we got to remember that we still got to come to him it doesn't matter when it's really exciting to be able to talk with you all today to hear the girls the girls were back Mm -hmm. I was so outnumbered today it was ridiculous but as your dad as a brother in Christ I love hearing how God is speaking to you to your unique self to who he's made you to be, to what God has planned for you. I'm, I'm so excited, the diversity even within our family of how God speaks. My encouragement to us and to the rest of our family is is we be patient and we wait on the Lord. We, we know he will show up. Admittedly, there's sometimes it's just really, really hard in that moment. Hey, friend, if, if you're listening today, if you haven't heard the Lord in a while, don't throw the white flag up. Don't surrender. Don't let the enemy have victory in your life by making you believe God no longer speaks. Pursue the good God who loves you, that historically has spoken throughout time, who we believe speaks to us today in, in unique and diverse ways. Do you have something for the the group, babe? I do. I was just, as we were talking and as you all were sharing just here at the end, the Lord just brought to my, my mind Psalm 23, and I just thought it was so fitting, and I just thought maybe I could read that as an encouragement in our walk with the Lord, and as we're seeking to hear from Him and seeking to to find Him, that maybe this would be an encouragement. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just feel like that needs a woo! You guys ready? One, two, three. Woo! Hey, friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our life and our journey to know God more and our heart's desires that we all hear him in a real and meaningful way. Have a great day. Yeah, blessings to you. Blessings. (laughs) Blessings.